Ladies and gentlemen, live from down in the Bear Cave Studios, it's a special edition of the Sports Frenzy Podcast, sold out with your hosts, Freddie Eloso and Stevie G. Now, the Sold Out Podcast. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We are once again live down here for another episode of the Sports Frenzy Podcast, sold out. With me, your host, Freddie Eloso, and with my co-host, Stevie G. Let's go. And we have another special edition episode for you guys. I'm going to let Stevie G take it on this one. Guys, we got from Northeast Wrestling, the Duke of Danger himself, Daniel Evans, is on the show with us. Daniel, thank you for joining us. Hold on real quick. Let me just say that the following interview will be done in the name of the king, the one true king of professional wrestling, King Brian. (laughs) Awesome. King Brian approves. We ready. We're ready. We are here in the Sports Frenzy Podcast. And guys, we're getting him less than a week from the Northeast Wrestling uh, Redemption Show from the Mid-Hudson Civic Center. So we're just going to get into things right now. We are, what, four days removed from it. Yeah. It's this Friday. Guys, check it out. We will be in attendance. Yep. We will be there. We got our seats right by the entranceway. We yes. keep saying that because we, we want to be right on the entranceway. Yeah, we're, we're ready for this show. And Mike Lombardi always puts on a great show. Um, we thank him for allowing us to have his wrestlers on the show with us. Definitely, thank and you. And we're ready to go. Let's get this yeah. interview going. All right, so, Daniel, um, yeah. you've been wrestling that with Northeast be, Wrestling for a while. To you. What happened? Before we continue, that's the Duke, not Daniel. Oh, okay. Okay. I got you, Duke. So what's going on? Like, uh, you've been wrestling with Northeast Wrestling for a while now. You want to tell us some of your background, how you got into wrestling, like wrestling schools, things of that nature? Yeah, absolutely. Actually, uh, a lot of people don't realize I actually started back in 2006. I started down in West Patterson, New Jersey at the IWF Center. And for me, back then, it didn't pan out. Like, I I was not who I was supposed to be. And what I mean by that, because I've thought about this quite a bit, you know, I came in there about a buck sixty soaking wet. You know, and that's Mm -hmm. pretty much actually the same as when Keith Youngblood started. The difference is, for Keith, that's who he was meant to be. For me, you know, and I know he's put on size sense and he's going to need that when he faces me, but for me, it was more, I was never supposed to be that. And back then, I didn't have the work ethic that I do now, so being a bigger guy now, that's what I was supposed to be back then, and it never happened. The training that I got down there was solid. You know, I can't knock that at all. So I put 100% responsibility on me for not working out down there. But it led me, you know, eventually I did leave, and it led me eventually to the Northeast Wrestling Training School, the same one that Youngblood went to. And from there, everything has been uphill because I changed, you know. Mentally, I changed. Physically, I changed. I'm bigger now, and I am who I'm supposed to be. So it's been pretty cool, actually, since then. You know, I've continued on with Matt Taven, training at the XWA Wrestling Kingdom, and it's probably been the best move that I've made career-wise up until... Of course, aligning myself with the king, King Brian. 
Gotcha. Now, Duke, what game changer? What gives you that motivation to keep going? To keep, we know that wrestling is a grind, and you know it could be taxing on the body and all that stuff. What, what gives you the motivation to keep going and striving well, to I, be I great? Think, you know, I mean, it's something I've always wanted to do. You know, I've wanted to do it since I was a little kid, and uh, I finally grew a pair. You know, to get started, and, and like I told you, it didn't work out the way I wanted it to at first. But I had a chip on my shoulder. You know, there was a four-year gap in there where I had a chip on my shoulder, and I knew at some point it had to happen again, but it just had to happen under different circumstances. So, I, you know, I took the time to work on my body, work on my mind, get everything right, and, uh, you know, from there it was, uh, it was great. You know, and like I said earlier, it's been all uphill since, and I really haven't needed any special motivation to continue it's just something i want to do and it's worked out great yeah and i'm just throwing it out there um the northeast wrestling shows they're all over the northeast obviously hence in the name but um i have gone to a number of shows over the last what i've been going for like over 10 years now in northeast wrestling it's a great show for everyone families kids everyone and duke i've seen you every year because I, if there's nothing in Orange County or in the area aside from Wrestling Under Stars, I always make sure I uh, make the Wrestling Under Stars at Wappingers Falls. So I've seen you the last couple of years, and I've seen the differences, the growth, everything you're speaking about. I mean, the, the fortunate thing for me, you know, I, I started with Northeast Wrestling in uh, 2014, and you mentioned the Wrestling Under the Stars. I've been fortunate to be on every one since I've been a part of Northeast Wrestling, and that's not easy. Yeah. Um, to do, and you know, I basically had to scratch and claw for everything that I've gotten so far, and that's why it pains me that Keith Youngblood doesn't see things the same way. You know, and I'm going to go there right now. Keith Youngblood is the one that betrayed me. You know, I'm the one that has the respect for everything that we've gone through, and Keith Youngblood is the one who got the ego. But I appreciate all the comments that. Uh, you've said to me so far about, you know, my growth, and it's been cool, you know, when I was first there, I was a manager, I think, my first year there, and, you know, then I kind of floundered around till adrenaline rush, and, you know, then it's been adrenaline rush ever since, and now, you know, hopefully next Wrestling Under the Stars, I get to be side-by-side uh, -side with Lord Anthony Battle and the King, King Brian. Yeah, and I just want to say, seeing you guys at Wrestling Under Stars, I, I know things are over now, but realistically, you guys were a great tag team. They were always a great team to see, high-flying, always put on a great match. The crowd was always into them, and I'm sure you're going to bring that level to, you know, the king and his court and everything. So I definitely see uh, good things coming for this. Now, obviously, we do some research prior. Um, I always try to, like, either look for stories or, uh, like, pictures online, and two pictures I stumbled across um, it's probably you from the school, Matt Taven School. I see one with you, and like it's a bunch of the guys with Jim Cornette in the middle. Another one with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Tell us a little about those experiences. Um, those are some of the best experiences I feel like you can get in wrestling. Uh, again, I've been fortunate enough to do seminars with them. I've done a seminar with uh, Booker T. I've actually done two with him. I've done seminars with Dr. Tom Pritchard, two with him. Nice. I've done seminars with, uh, I even did one with JBL. You know, I've done with quite a few so far. Uh, Hockey Talk Man, you know, and, and they're just some of the greatest experiences that 
that you can find. Actually, Dr. Tom was recently up at the XWA Center, and I missed that one. And once I realized I missed it, I was kind of mad at myself because it's such a great experience, and they all bring something different to the table. You know, you're going to learn something different from each one. And that's the cool thing about wrestling. There's no exact curriculum. You need to take what you can from anybody and learn from your own experiences. And the only way you're going to learn is by making mistakes, and that's a mistake I made to not get there, and I'm going to make sure that doesn't happen again. Um, the pictures that you found online were actually at different facilities. I know that XWA has brought some people in, so it would be cool. You know, Hopefully he'll be back there, or maybe some of those guys will be up there soon. Yeah. Now, out of those experiences with some of those legends, like what stuck out? Like, what are some of the things they taught you that like you use every day in the ring, or like whether it's mic work, things like that? What stuck out the most? Like, is there any like good stories that stick out from working with those legends? Well, Steamboat, um, he was pretty hands on with uh, with Keith and I, and he actually gave us our first finisher together, which was pretty cool because um, him and uh, Jay Youngblood had used it as well. So that was actually pretty awesome. And then Booker T sticks out in my mind because Booker T, you know, he made it clear that, you know, we, we all kind of do the same things when they're in when we're in there, you know, everyone's going to do a body slam, a clothesline, whatever it is, but it's the stuff that you do in between that makes you who you are. And I felt like that was one thing that was really good with Adrenaline Rush. I felt like whenever we did something, like, you knew it was us. You know, besides just watching us. I mean, obviously. But if you could watch us with a generic eye, uh, I don't know if that makes any sense, but you watch us with a generic eye, you would still know that it was us. You know what I mean? Like, right. it wasn't just move, 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 move. Like, we had something that... I would say not everybody has together. You guys it's had your own style. Right. What are some of the classic guys that really pulled you into wrestling? Uh, Demolition. Honestly, like that's the number one team, you know, when I was growing up that I remember vividly. And, and if you look back, I've been watching some of their stuff recently, just going back, you know, because every once in a while I revisit that stuff and, uh, if you watch them, like the reactions they got, you know, and that run they had, I think their, their big run basically was like 89 to 91. But my God, like, I feel like you don't hear or see that today, you know, and they were dominant during their time. They were just fun to watch. They connected with everybody and uh, they turned me into someone that wanted to do this. It was legitimately them and them only that you know, made me want to do it right off the bat. And then obviously watching wrestling since then, uh, you know, other guys come to mind, of course, you know, but I always like guys like Mr. Perfect, obviously the top names, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, whoever it was, you know, it was just always fun to watch. But, you know, it was really the bigger guys, actually. You know, I was really a big uh, Sid Justice fan back in the day. Oh, and, um, Sid. I like, you know, Big Daddy Cool Diesel, you know, that was all, that, that was the stuff I wanted to do. And like, that's the thing, you know, when I came in, I was too small to do anything even remotely close to what one of those guys might do. And obviously, they're like a foot taller than me, but I think you get what I'm saying. You know, it was, uh, yeah. it was something that I aspired to be, even if I could never reach that. And that, I guess that's what keeps me going, because, you know, I never want to stop. I want to keep on reaching for something new. You think about Demolition, though. Three guys, Axe, Smash, Crush. They probably, in my opinion, I never thought about this till now, open the door for people like 
The New Day, having a trio. Even, uh, speaking of Matt Taven, The Kingdom. I mean, they have, what has Ring of Honor had? They have the six-man tag title, I believe, right? And right. I think they just won it back this past weekend. Yeah, they won it. They won it for the third time now. And even if you date back to WCW, you know, I mean, that's where the whole Freebird rule came yeah. from. Yep. You know, when uh, when you had uh, the three guys, you know, with the tag team titles. And uh, not to be confused, by the way, with the current situation, my tag team title is a gift. I got a gift from the king, King Brian. He handed me his championship. And that right there, to me, means more than the two championships that I won with Keith Youngblood just so you guys know, but Demolition, uh, you know, at least on the national level during that time, yes, you know, it opened the door for that because they were doing the same thing. You know, they had the titles, and it would be whichever two you got that night. So yeah. it's a pretty cool concept, and then, you know, like you said, the New Day has done it, and I'm sure some other teams have done it as well. A little different with the Kingdom because they're the six-man tag team champions. But, I mean, that really never became a thing through the 80s and 90s, besides maybe WCW for a little bit, because I know they had the six-man tag titles for a while. But you're right, you know, I feel like Demolition opened the door for a lot of things, and it's funny because they were WWE's version of the of the Road Warriors, you know, and then when the Road mm -hmm. Warriors finally came over, they kind of went to the wayside, but I don't think people realize, like, how big of a deal they were at that time and what they did. So, yeah, I uh, I remember being in the Newburgh Mall, going to the Newburgh Mall when I was a kid, and I met Demolition Axe. He was uh, with Cousin Luke, um, and they oh, did an wow. autograph sign in center court. It was, like, the second set of wrestlers I met. So, That's definitely great. cool, cool guy to meet. Yeah, now I think that would have been a great rivalry to watch had they done it. Like, a little feud with Demolition and the actual... Road Warriors in WWE. Yeah. I felt like that could have been really cool. It, it, you know, I think it felt like at the time they were going to start it, and then it just, you know, pretty much unfolded into absolutely nothing, you know, and then they were gone. So it was uh, something that probably should have happened, and it would have been great, but it, whatever did happen, it was very short-lived, and it was over quick, you know. Yeah. And they're one of those tag teams that you still see at shows sometimes. Like, I saw them big-time wrestling years ago, did a show at City Field, and they wrestled at that yeah. show with the Nasty Boys and a couple other wrestlers. Yeah. And it was it was actually yeah, very I entertaining. They, I think they did one last year. I think it was at Top Rope. You know, they were yeah. there. Um, they're still around, which is great. I love it. You know, for mm -hmm. me, that's awesome because, again, that's uh, role models right there. And to be honest, that's... Uh, how I see myself and Lord Anthony right now. Yeah. Now, question for you. With Northeast Wrestling, all these shows that you are a part of, there's a lot of, uh, you know, where it's old WWE guys, WCW, ECW, they make appearances, they wrestle on the shows, you know. Who's, like, back in the locker room or whether it's in the ring, who is someone great to work with or talk with from, like, one of these live Northeast Wrestling shows, like one of these big names? Uh, again, I got to go back to Steamboat. Uh, Steamboat yeah. spent a lot of time with Keith and I, and then he spent a lot of time with me, too. Um, I got some extra time after the show talking to him, and he just gets so into it. Um, and a lot of the time when these guys are around, you know, I try to give them their space, but, you know, if they start talking to you about stuff, you obviously want to listen and take in whatever you can from them. And Steamboat just is 
an encyclopedia of knowledge, basically. So any chance I've gotten to talk to him has been great. And it's been numerous times, you know, aside from the seminar. So he's definitely the one that sticks out. But everybody's great. You know, there hasn't been anyone that's come through the locker room that I haven't enjoyed talking to or that hasn't been cordial or whatever it is, you know. So everyone's been pretty cool. And it's just a great experience. With Northeast Wrestling, it's something that we get to experience a lot. And mm -hmm. uh, you just don't want to take it for granted because it could be taken away from you at any second. You just never know. So Correct. you want to make sure that anytime they're around, you get whatever you can from them. That's awesome. Yeah. Now... Um, Conversation-wise, aside from a steamboat, like do when 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 the guys are in the back, like say like you know you have had Mysterio, Ryback, a couple of the guys, Flip Gordon, like in the last year or so, do they like watch the matches of the people coming out of the school or who work directly for Northeast Wrestling and like talk to you guys after, like give you pointers or tell you what they enjoyed, things like that? Like how's that conversation? I mean, I don't think there's any that thing about that you know some guys will obviously watch you know some guys are busy doing other things all right so we're going to jump into our 10 question showdown um duke what we do is we ask some random questions um these random questions are basic questions that allow like the sports frenzy universe learn a little bit about you outside the ring things you're into things of that nature so we're gonna like shoot a couple questions for you to you right now if that's cool that it's fine, but I will only answer them if they are approved by my king, King Brian. Well, we did send the list over. We didn't get a reply. <laughs> He's been kind of hard for us to reach. <laughs> He's not easy to reach. Only the Baron can reach him. I, listen, that's who we got to talk to because we've also tried to get him on the show too, and we can't get the king yeah. ever on. So we got to talk to the you. We got to talk to the Baron. Guy. The king is a busy guy. They'll get to it when they're ready. Right now, gotcha. we got the Duke. Let's go. All right. Duke, favorite movie, and this could be more than one movie, like favorite movies that when they're on, you automatically watch it or something that you swear by, you know? Reservoir Dogs. Basically, Ooh. give me anything Quentin Tarantino. And, yeah, it works. You know, I always liked uh, Mr. Blonde from Reservoir Dogs. He cuts the guy's ears off. You know, that's something that I would love to do to somebody. So <laughs> that always resonated with me, you know, Pulp Fiction, From Dusk Till Dawn, Desperado, Dust pretty Dawn. much those movies. Yeah, that's awesome. Tarantino has awesome movies. He does. All of them. Favorite song to work out to? Favorite, you know, this is kind of an interesting one. Uh, I'll basically work out to whoever I'm going to be facing next, because that's what gets me pumped, and that's what gets me in the right mindset. You know, so whatever tag team it was that we'd be facing next, I get that pumping. I got the Adrenaline Rush music pumping. Now I'll listen to the Royal Court theme. Um, aside from that, I'm a classic rock guy, but I'm always in the wrestling mindset. You know, so when it comes to that, I know that's weird. I don't know if other people do that, but I will listen to whoever I'm facing because that's what gets me pumped, gets me ready. But uh, besides that, I only listen to classic rock. I don't like anything else. And the Duke gave us the Royal Courts theme, so you guys heard it in the opening. That's the Royal Courts theme. That's what they come out to. And I'm not going to lie. Since I first heard it, I've listened to it a couple times. Yeah, I, I may walk through the house like I'm part of the court. I'm not going to lie. Uh, don't, don't get too confused because you're not part of the court. <laughs> Damn. That's fine. That's fine. And it is one of the best songs you've ever heard. Yes, sir. 
All right, so Duke, favorite is there a favorite musician? You mentioned you mentioned rock, but is there a favorite musician or band that you're into that like you're into all their albums or songs? Floyd and Zeppelin. Okay. Those nice. top two, absolutely, by far. Doesn't even come close. Maybe, maybe Dire Straits, but Floyd and Zeppelin top two, definitely. Nice. Favorite show to binge watch? Criminal Minds. Again, yeah. nothing else even comes close. I'm not much of a TV guy. I generally only watch sports, watch wrestling, watch sports, that's it. You know, I'll watch the sports shows on ESPN, SNY, those channels. But if it's a regular TV show, Criminal Minds. Sorry, I lost but my spot. Just so you know, the Duke lately does not have that much time for TV. The gotcha. Duke is busy answering to the king, answering to the baron. And getting ready for Keith Youngblood. So, favorite wrestler growing up, like your main guy? I mean, again, we're going back. It's Demolition. You know okay. What I mean, if, if we're talking a singles wrestler, um, I guess like I was saying earlier, probably Mr. Perfect. You know, uh, I mean, it, it's tough to say because so many guys had so many different things about them that, you know, especially growing up, you want it to be just like. But those would be the guys that, I would say. If you could have one dream match against anybody, any era, singles or tag, what would it be? Any era. Mm-hmm. All right. I think it would uh, have to be actually Dink the Clown because I've always wanted to danger punch a midget. Yes. <laughs> That's nice. awesome. Nice. I think that's exactly who it would want to be or who, who I would want it to be. All right. Best opponent you've ever worked with? Best opponent I've ever worked with. That's tough because I generally don't like them. <laughs> you know what? It's the Battle Brothers. It's definitely right. the Battle Brothers. They, they always gave us our toughest challenge. We didn't win many of those matches. We won the last one. And that's why, you know, I'm kind of glad that I team with Lord Anthony now. And he's definitely the better of the two battles. You know, I feel bad because Chris is probably home, drawing his feelings somewhere. He's a great artist, you know, so he's probably sitting there drawing himself crying because Lord Anthony has picked me as his new tag team partner. That's awesome. Now, your first pay-per-view you ever watched? First wrestling pay-per-view? First pay-per-view I ever watched was actually somebody's VHS tape a few years later, but it was WrestleMania three, which was awesome. It was Detroit. Yeah. Uh, Pontiac Silverdome, something like 97,000 people. Um, it was Hogan and Andre. You know, yep. you couldn't beat that at the time. So, yeah, I had a friend that introduced me to wrestling, and it was a few years later, but he had all the VHS tapes. So, uh, WrestleMania three was the first one that I saw, and it's probably still the greatest in my mind to this day. You know, you had, again, like I said, Hogan Andre, uh, Steamboat Savage, and I even remember, like, uh, King Harley Race and Junkyard Dog, you know, good oh, good yeah. stuff on that show, and uh, that's again pretty much what got me into wrestling. And that was a body slam heard around the world. Yep. Yep. So, if you could hold one title in any league, any title, what title would you want to hold? Like, what's your goal? This is a tough question to answer, only because the goals I feel like constantly change. If someone had asked me this five years ago, I'd probably have completely different answers. I mean, everybody in Northeast Wrestling, of course, wants to be the Northeast Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. I'm actually very happy right now 
um, as Northeast Wrestling Tag Team Champion. I take a lot of pride in it. Uh, I am one half of the only three-time tag team champions in Northeast Wrestling, and I think right now, like, my main goal is do what I can to keep this title, defend this title, and become one of, if not the best, uh, tag teams in Northeast Wrestling history. My focus right, my focus right now is Northeast Wrestling. Now, Northeast Wrestling, redemption. This Friday. This Friday in Poughkeepsie. Mid-Hudson Civic Center. The history in that building alone. Is insane. Now, before we get into redemption, let's talk about real quick what happened in Bethany. Yes, I want to hear. That's what I was going to bring up. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, all tag teams face a certain point. Mm-hmm. Keith Youngblood had his thoughts on this. I am one of the guys that... Back in the day, the Rockers were doing their thing. You had Shawn Michaels separate himself, and it kind of feels like this is where the Duke went. Tell us your thoughts, Duke. I've actually, let me, let me jump in here. I've actually heard a lot about this and that analogy quite a bit over the past few weeks, and everybody has decided to label Keith Youngblood the HBK of Adrenaline Rush. And, you know... That whole thing just bothers me. Like, not every tag team will parallel the Rockers. And I think that actually started in the mid-90s when tag team wrestling kind of fell by the wayside, you know, until everything became Dudley's and Hardy's and Edge and Christian and started to make a little bit of a resurgence, and obviously to where it is today. But, you know, everyone likes to parallel it to that, and they're going to pick, well, this guy's going to be the star, this guy's going to fade away. I got news for everybody. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to be around for a very long time. So for the people that have decided that I'm the Marty Jannetty of Adrenaline Rush, it's going to be a, a sad day for them when they realize that isn't true. I'm not saying Keith Youngblood's the Marty Jannetty, and obviously no one's going to agree with that because everybody's drinking the Keith Youngblood Kool-Aid lately. But the whole thing is with him, he got selfish. He got greedy. Everything had to be about Keith Youngblood. Listen, from the second that our music hit, it was Welcome to the Danger Zone, whose voice was it? Keith Youngblood. To the second we would win, who would win the match? Keith Youngblood. It always had to be Keith Youngblood. And I listened to his podcast that he did with you guys. If you go back to that, when he talks about the ladder match that we had where we won our titles for the first time, what did he say? He said he grabbed the titles from wherever they were hanging. He's the one who pulled them down on the ladder. You know why he was able to do that? Because I sacrificed my body in that match. I took an Arabian face buster from Hell Collins. I took a coast-to-coast from Hell Collins with a ladder. And I got walloped in the head with a trash can by T.K. Orion, who happens to be a Division One baseball player, or was. So I took a beating in that match. Keith, Keith Youngblood did not go through the same thing. Keith Youngblood weaseled away from everything just so he could climb that ladder, grab those titles, and decide that he was the Northeast Wrestling Tag Team Champion instead of us. And that's the problem with him. It's always been about him. In Bethany, what exactly happened in your eyes? Like, how did it all go down? We, we got Keith's story. Now let's hear the truth. All right, well, we're coming down to the ring. And honestly, we were at our highest point 
I think, when we came out. I mean, the the Bethany crowd took to Adrenaline Rush, and it just kept going up and up and up and up. From when we debuted in June of 2016, it never went backwards. Like, everything was going up for us, and it was great. So we come out, and I'm telling you, I think we got the biggest ovation that we ever got from the Bethany crowd uh, for this match, which was just great. So anyway, the match begins. We're fighting. I hurt my knee. I go down. This selfish, greedy punk decides, instead of calling it off, that he's going to wrestle the match two-on-one. The big hero, Keith Youngblood, has decided he's going to take it up on himself while I'm laying on the floor. I can't do anything. He takes it upon himself to, the wrestle, to wrestle the match himself, and what happens? He loses because he let his ego get the best of him. And that is how he betrayed me. So I decided it was time to take matters into my own hands, and I knocked him out. And I want to throw out a fun fact there. The top 500 wrestlers were recently released. Okay? We got Keith Youngblood at 492. But we got the Duke, Daniel Evans, 486. See, so that, the Duke. What people, see, people don't understand and they don't realize. They think he is one step ahead of me. That's not the case. I've always been one step ahead of Keith Youngblood. I will always continue to be one step ahead of Keith Youngblood. And that's the proof right there. That's why I came in at 486 and he came in at 492. I just want to see, Duke, if we can, I wanted to run through these matches just because this will be the last interview that people hear before Redemption. Before we get into the next Northeast uh, wrestling show, which is when the Ophith Keith Youngblood, I want to see, would you be all right with uh, throwing your predictions with us for this Friday show? Yeah, let's go. All right. So we got the women's match, um, Kate Forbes versus Karen Q. Who are you going for that go with, with that one? Uh, I'm going to go with Karen Q. I've watched Karen Q uh, develop over the years, you know, training with Damien Adams, and uh, it, she's gotten a lot better, I feel like. And uh, she's become a, a mainstay in Northeast Wrestling. I see her taking this one. Yeah, and I'm going to go with her too because um, I also watched her on the Mae Young Classic. And she did pretty well on the Mae Young Classic. She's been on for two years now. Mm -hmm. So, I yeah, I'm going to go with Karen Q as well. On that. She'd be a great fit in the Royal Court. That's just me personally. But uh, I don't make those decisions. The King makes those decisions. Yeah. The King needs to start uh, checking her out, I guess. Now the we've King got the will do what he wants to do. You don't have to worry about what the King does. Now we've got the grab for the gold. We got Casanova. We got the Man Scout, JT Dunn, Wrecking Ball Ligurski, Hale Collins, and your old tag team partner, Keith Youngblood. Well, honestly, all they have to do is shine a spotlight on the top of the ladder, and no one will go up into that spotlight faster than Keith, Keith Youngblood. I can <laughs> oh, guarantee you that one. But... Honestly, I think, uh, uh, I don't know, you know, I can't envision Wrecking Ball climbing up the ladder and doing that. You know, I think I think Hal Collins uh, comes away with it in his own home. I don't, I don't like it, but I think he wins it. Which, fun fact, he did win the ladder match years ago, Northeast Wrestling in the Civic Center. So this will be uh, another ladder match for Hal Collins in uh, Poughkeepsie. So that's who I'm going for, too. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I've... Watched Hale Collins for years. Um, my son has watched Hale Collins. I know a lot of people who've watched him, so I'm backing him in this one. Yeah, I'm going to go with Hale as well. All right. 
So, Jack Swagger versus RVD. I'm just going Swagger. Recently been our champion, and yep. um, I feel like he's, you know, other than the loss to Bacon, I feel like he's been on a roll all summer. So, you know, I mean, it's great that RVD is here. It's awesome. But I think Swagger pulls that one out. I'm going to go with RVD. I'm an old-school ECW fan, so I have to go with my guy. I'm going to go with Swagger on this one. We've met him once up in... In Albany, oh, in we Albany for there. Raw that time. That was very easy. nice guy. I'd like to see the All American American takedown championship match with Big Bacon versus PCO. That's you know another tough one because PCO is like an enigma. It's great to see what he's doing. You know that he's back and he's active and it's it's a regular thing. It's pretty awesome. Uh, I have to go with Big Bacon. I think he takes this as well. I think he retains the title. I'm going with Big Bacon as well. That's going to be my vote. Yeah, I'm, I, I can see Big Bacon ret- returning as champion. All right, so we got Darby Allen versus Pentacon Jr. Man, honestly, I don't know in this one. That one might be even too fast for me to, to even understand what's going on. Those guys are so good. Like, mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. Uh, I really can't pick in that one, and I'm not going to. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm I'm gonna go Pentagon. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Pentagon as well on that one. All now right, we, we before we get to the main event, we did not miss this match. We're not missing it. We're, we're saving not, it for we're last. Saving it for last, so we we don't want the Duke to uh, get upset at us. We would never forget the King. We're saving the best for last. Yes, that's fine. You guys do it however you want. All right, so the main event: <coughs> Ray Phoenix versus Kenny Omega. Duke, who do you got? I'm going Kenny Omega. How can you not? Yeah. You know, number one wrestler on the PWI this year. And it's just so amazing that he's here. And let me just throw it in. This is what Northeast Wrestling does. This is what Northeast Wrestling makes, uh, you know, what makes it so good. Um, they always deliver. Always. Doesn't matter what show it is. And that's why you can never miss a show. Northeast Wrestling always delivers. They do. As soon as they announced Kenny Omega, I said to Freddie that night, I was like, oh, we're getting that meet and greet. We we got to get that. So, who are you going with in that match? I'm 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 Omega. Omega. We're all Omega. Omega. All right. And last but not least, King Brian Anthony versus Jerry the King Lawler. No disqualification match. This match was actually, I believe, supposed to happen at Wrestling Under the Stars, but we had the unfortunate events in Jerry Lawler's life. But we're getting this match now since... What happened, Duke? Was it David Arquette chickened out? How'd that go down? David Arquette is the Hollywood chicken. He wants nothing to do with the king. And you know what? The king pinned him. The king already beat him. And the king really shouldn't have to face him again. The king was willing to. And the Hollywood chicken did what he does best. And he chickened right out of the match. So in comes the false king... Jerry Lawler. King Brian already beat Jerry the King Lawler. And again, he shouldn't have to do it again. But you know what? He will. And that's how gracious of a king King Brian is. Let's all say it together. King Brian? King Brian? (laughs) So, are you going to be coming out for that match possibly? Will you be accompanying the king down to the ring? I will be doing whatever the King and the Baron tell me to do. Sounds good. I'm going to go with King Brian for that one, too. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the King. <laughs> we, we will be there. 
right at the stage, hoping that the king graces us with his presence. Yeah, if not, Duke, you got to shout us out at yeah. least, right? What's that? You're going to shout us out by the entranceway when you first come out, right? We'll be right there on the left. <laughs> I will, again, do what the king asks me to do. Now, we want all you guys to check it out on High Spot Wrestling Network. Nine ninety nine. Yeah, and this show is going to be live. Yeah, a lot of these um, shows on this network, from what I understand, it's like the WWE Network where you could see a lot of old content and stuff. Mm -hmm. But they're going live for this one. They know how serious, how great this show is going to be. So they are going live. So if you guys subscribe, you can watch it. There are still very limited tickets available at the Civic Center. So if you have not gotten your tickets and you're in the area. Get your ass to the box office, get them on, uh, online, and get to the show. It's it's a show not to miss. Now, I honestly, like, this is going to be the Northeast Wrestling show. This is going to be the biggest show in Northeast Wrestling history. And it's crazy to say that with how many other great shows we've had. Like, mm -hmm. if you look at Northeast Wrestling over the years, you know, even the years that I've been there, you know, we had one stadium show and it's developed into a stadium tour you know we had a full summer of shows this year where i think we might have had like a weekend off you know and it's, it's just been so amazing and to think of everything we've done so far and that this is going to blow it out of the water this is going to be the most amazing show put on by northeast wrestling yet so yeah if you can't make it then get the network and at least with the network, you can watch the old stuff as well. Um, but if you can be there live, like, this is not something to miss. And, again, that's why when they say never miss a show with Northeast Wrestling, never miss a show. Now, real quick, before we get your final thoughts, we're going to move on to Autumn Ambush real quick. I'm just going to throw the matches out there. We got Maxwell Jacob Freeman versus Big Bacon Brad Hollister. We got... Hammer Tunis versus Christian Casanova. Carissa Rivera in action. Um, who else we got here? Josh Briggs versus JT Dunn versus Mike Verna. Thrill Ride Jimmy Preston versus Wrecking Ball Ligurski. Um, Insanely Rude versus Private Party. King Brian versus Joey Ryan, which I'm not going to lie, I want to see that one. That's, that would be a good one. It's going to be great to watch the King take that lollipop and stuff it right in Joey Ryan's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got Keith Youngblood versus the Duke of Danger, Daniel Evans, in a no-holds-barred street fight. Duke, you know, I what's your opinion on this match? I mean, where are you at? All right, while you were running down the card, I got to tell you, Autumn Ambush, this is all I can think about is Keith Youngblood. This is going to be a fight, just like he said. You know, he said he's going to show a different side of himself, something that I haven't seen before. And to me, I wonder if that's his front side, because I never saw it standing behind him all the time. I had to stand in his shadow. Let me explain. I am going to beat the piss out of Keith Youngblood. Everybody has decided he's the next one. He's the big future star of Northeast Wrestling. Everybody has decided to overlook me. I'm really feeling bad for uh, Keith right now. I cannot wait to see this match. Yeah. This match cannot is going to be wait. insane. All right, guys, 
we've just had a great interview that we have to thank the king for yes. thank you allowing king the brian. duke to yes, jump thank on the king right now thank the king allowing. Thank you, King yes. Brian, Thank you, for King. allowing the Duke to join us tonight. <laughs> Duke, this has been an awesome interview. Yes, we have thoroughly um, enjoyed it. Guys. Well, I appreciate I appreciate you guys having me on. You know, it was good to uh, to discuss some of this stuff. And, you know, again, I just I feel bad. I actually feel bad for the Northeast Wrestling fans because they're putting their heart and soul into Keith Youngblood. And the only thing that he's going to do is let them down. Just like he let me down, just like he lets everybody down, he's going to let them down. I feel terrible about it. And maybe, just maybe, the royal court will hear them after it's all over. Maybe the royal court will say, we forgive you. But probably not. They shouldn't have turned their back on me, and they shouldn't have turned their back on King Brian. Do you know what King Brian did for this company? Do you understand that he is a three-time Northeast Wrestling Champion, and as the Baron says, his longest reign was 1,052 glorious days? Do you know what they did? They booed him. He poured his heart out for these fans. It's the same thing that they're doing for me, because we Hold everything now. We are the tag team champions. He is the king. We are the royal court. Well, Duke, I don't want you to get it twisted. When we see you guys Friday night yes. and in Bethany, I'll be bowing down to yes. all of you guys. We, we, we got be, your back. That's right. We, we you will. You and everybody will. Everybody should. All right. Guys, <coughs> this Friday, Northeast Wrestling Redemption, Mid-Hudson Civic Center. Tickets still available, and you could watch it live Limited online. Limited tickets. Yeah, not many available. tickets not are many available. Tickets. They are the getting show. very low. Um, and if they got... don't bow down to the king, he will strike upon them with swift justice. <laughs> yes. And then we got these... Uh, December, wow. November 17th, November 17th. Up in Bethany, when the Duke and Keith Youngbug... Go at it one on one, street fight, no DQ. It's going to be insane. We can't wait. Yeah. So, we want to thank you guys for listening. Find us on social media. You guys know the, the hashtags, the handles, Sports Frenzy Podcast, Instagram, CVG1218. Duke, do you want to throw your Instagram out there for us? It is the Duke of Danger. Every social media, the Duke of Danger. Guys, look him up, yeah. follow him. It is worth the follow, guaranteed. Definitely. Duke, thank you very much for your time, and we will see you Friday evening at the Civic Center. And we can't wait. Yes, Let's will. go, guys. Northeast Wrestling Redemption. Join the frenzy, guys. Later.